Hey friends, welcome back to the State Tax Show, your home for the world of state and local tax. I'm Matt Hunsaker. On today's show, I answer your questions from the State Tax Show mailbag. I don't know about you, but here in Dallas, we're starting to open up the offices again. I still won't be in my San Francisco office probably anytime soon. But what we're doing here in Dallas is we're cycling in and out. So we take turns going into the office to keep our occupancy low. And there's lots of procedures in place just to make sure that we don't have sick people coming into the office. And if we do, then we have a way of tracking patient zero, so to speak. So before you get into the office, you have to scan a QR code, you know, one of those fancy square barcode things. And then you have to certify that uh, you don't have any of the symptoms of COVID-19. Well, the other day I was working late and I found myself all alone in the office. And that's always a recipe for a disaster because in case you haven't learned this about me yet, I have a little bit of a prank streak in me. So let me let you in on a secret, if you promise not to tell my coworkers. I created a flyer for the men's bathroom with a QR code on it, and it basically said that you needed to scan the code to certify that you were in compliance with the firm's hand-washing policy. Uh, We don't have a firm hand-washing policy. We just kind of go with the kindergarten rules. But if someone were to scan that QR code, they would get rickrolled. And by now, hopefully most of you know what rickrolling is. I think we've mostly gotten that out of our system, but I guess I haven't yet. And that's where you get someone to click on a link and up pops a YouTube video of Rick Astley singing, Never Gonna Give You Up. So I'm rotating out of the office for the next couple of weeks, and I'm very interested to see how many folks I'm able to get with this little prank. You need to have some fun during these rough times to stay sane. Today's episode is a very special one. It's the 100th episode that I have made since I've started podcasting on state tax issues. Special thanks to all of you who have been with me from the beginning. And I figured a fitting way to celebrate this episode would be to just answer some questions submitted to the State Tax Show mailbag. I got some pretty good ones, and some strange ones. Those are probably from my sisters, who, like myself, like to play practical jokes. So today, let's just run through a few of these. The first question is, my whole career has been federal tax, but now I also have responsibility for state taxes. What is the best way to get up to speed? That's a great question. I know that a lot of people work their way up the ranks doing federal tax work. And then when they get to kind of a higher tier leadership position, often have state taxes fall underneath their umbrella. So this is a very important question. And there's a lot of resources out there. This podcast, for example. There's also lots of presentations given at seminars, things like cost and the like. 
But to be really good, what I would suggest that you do is find a copy of the Hillerstein State and Local Tax Treatise and just kind of peruse it in a methodical fashion. I'm not saying you have to read every single thing in there because there's a lot in there. When I was first getting started, I would just grab a chapter and uh, keep it on my nightstand and just kind of go through it a little bit at a time. And you kind of learn when you're getting down the weeds and you can back off a little bit. But that's what really helped me to get a good foundation for state and local taxes. The most important thing to remember, though, is you don't have to know everything. You can't know everything. We got 50 states and a million different types of taxes. And you'll go crazy if you try to know everything that's going on. What you need is really a framework so that you know what to look out for and what questions you should be asking. All right, on to the second question. 20 years from now, what will be different about state and local taxes? Well, that's a pretty generous uh, time horizon for me to make predictions. I hope that by the time 20 years rolls around and people are checking up on me, that I'll be retired by then. So I'm okay going out on a limb here. Now, if you ask me what will be going on one to five years from now, well, that makes me a little more nervous. Here's some things I think you'll see that are different 20 years from now. First, I think that you're going to see more uniformity. Taxpayers are demanding it, and states are starting to see the benefit of having more uniformity with the other states in the union. I also think that you'll see more up-to-date tax systems. Right now, we're really struggling with things like cloud computing, streaming services, basically the electronic and digital economy. And I think that over the next 20 years, you'll see statutes start to catch up with that. Now, I think we're always going to have new technologies, but I think that we'll see statutes and tax schemes that are better equipped to deal with a rapidly evolving technology economy. I also think that you're going to see lots of local taxes. So maybe 20 years from now, instead of saying that we practice in the salt area, we can say we practice in the last area, the local and state tax area. Now, I'm not saying that local taxes will exceed state taxes, but I think that it will be in the local area where there's more ambiguity and more difficulty and more controversy. So get ready for the wave of local taxes, as I always say. I also think that artificial intelligence or AI will play a more prominent role in tax compliance. Don't ask me what I mean by that. I've been in several presentations talking about the use of AI in tax compliance, and I usually, no matter how hard I try, zone out about two-thirds of the way through. But I really think that we'll see these technologies come of age in the coming decades. One final trend is I think that globalization is going to cause a lot of tax policies and concepts that are on the international scene to start to seep more and more into the state and local tax world. And I think that's particularly true when it comes to things such as sourcing sales and services of intangible products. 
All right, those are my predictions. I sure gave you a lot of them. Hopefully one of them turns out to be true. The final question for today is a technical question. And the question is, what happens if two or more states try to impose sales tax on a single transaction? You know, when I first took state and local tax a long time ago, this was one of the first questions I had when we got into the sales tax unit is, well, what do we do when you have a transaction that could potentially be taxed by more than one state? And the simple answer is that both states can tax it. But typically, one state will give a credit for taxes paid to the other state. So to some extent, this ameliorates the concern of double taxation. But it's not a perfect system. You need to watch out for rate differentials. For example, if you are being taxed in a state that imposes an 8% sales tax and you're taking a credit for taxes paid in a 6% state, well, then you're still going to have to pick up that extra 2% tax. One other area you have to watch out for, and I think this is becoming increasingly rare, is that some states have set up their credit mechanism so that you only get a credit against state taxes for state taxes paid to another state. And you only get a credit for local taxes for local taxes paid in another state. And so this can create some issues if you have one state that is really heavy on local tax and then another state that has a higher percentage of the tax going to the states. That mismatch can cause you to have less than a full credit. Well, that's all we have time for today. Let me know what you think about the mailbag format. If you like it, I think that I'll do it again. It was kind of fun just to see what's on everyone's minds. I received a lot of questions that were on some pretty complex issues. And so today I just focused on some of the easier ones. If I didn't answer your question, don't worry. It probably means that your question would take a whole show. And so it will. So stay tuned for future episodes where I will more than likely cover the question that you asked, but in a format where we can really give it the due attention that it deserves. Thanks for listening. Until next week, this is Matt Hunsaker for The State Tax Show. The State Tax Show podcast is produced by Baker and Hostetler, LLP, and is for informational purposes only. It is intended to inform our clients and other friends of the firm about current legal developments of general interest. Issues discussed should not be construed as legal advice, and listeners should not act upon the information contained in this podcast without professional counsel. In some jurisdictions, this podcast may constitute attorney advertising. The hiring of a lawyer is an important decision that should not be based solely upon advertisements. Please visit BakerLaw.com for more information about our practices and experience.